We are back. Welcome to the post up. Uh, sorry that it's been so long we've been out. Uh, this is 100% Dolan's fault, I'm pretty sure. Dolan had a lot more going on really? than Dylan and Michael. Uh, Dylan, even though Dylan is a brand new dad of a little over a year now. Uh, and he still is sitting at home 24-7, so Dylan was ready to go. I have no money, so I've been sitting at home, had absolutely nothing to do. But Dolan uh, had about five vacations this summer. I don't understand how. Five vacations and three yeah, more babies, yep, right? That's, that's a fact. Yeah, that's a fact. So, like, we've been away for a little bit, but we are officially back. Dolan, what's up, dude? Dude, I... I mean, I, I, admittedly, I've been watching football all day, but in the back of my mind, I've been so excited about this all day. We record at 9 o'clock on a Sunday night, so uh, this is week five of NFL, and I've still been considering NBA all day. Like, I'm so excited to to get back into this and uh, just ready to be a miserable Philly Sixers fan yet again. Are we, is it, Dylan, is today first day of, of preseason? Or did no. they have games yesterday? Uh, it was for me. For it, me was. it was because I think Friday at twelve there was a Mavericks game. There was a game Friday. Okay, so we yeah. we are a couple days yeah. after the opening day of preseason. Dylan, what's going on, dude? You know, basketball. Right. Am I right? You're right. Liberty Liberty took an L today against the Aces. Not Tough. great. Yeah, that Not was great. unfortunate. Tough loss. Is it? Probably should be a better fan. That's on me. How many how many games in this series again? I think Nate told us, but how many is it? Five, five games. Five, yeah, five. This is game one of five. five games All right, so we got we got a lot of work to do here. Got a lot of work to do, ladies. Um, let's talk about basketball, boys. NBA basketball. Let's talk about the big story from this offseason. What I felt like the last three shows we did was talking about Damian Lillard and where this guy was going to go. Official. I should have the the whole trade pulled up right now, but Damian Lillard goes to the Milwaukee Bucks. And as I type this thing in to find out exactly what this trade is, Drew Holiday, DeAndre Ayton, Tumani Kamara. I have no. Grayson. I don't. I don't have any idea who that guy yeah, is. I don't, Dolan. I don't know who that guy was. He must have just gotten drafted. Have, I have no idea who that guy is. Big big news is Ayton's heading over to the Blazers. Bucks are getting uh, Damian Lillard. Drew Holiday ended up in one spot. Finished at another. We'll get to that later. Uh, but boys, I'll start with Dolan. Let's start with you, man. What is uh massive news, right? Like this is a big thing. I weren't like Dame and uh, Giannis like flirting for like a while about playing together. Yeah, uh, I mean, I I would say this is one of the more boring off seasons that I actually remember. I mean, I, I don't think a lot of sports off seasons can compete with the NBA if we're talking generally. And then I felt like this off season was just kind of. Dull. I thought it was, you know, I kind of got numb to like the lack of news. And then all of a sudden, bang, huge news. And it was always heat, 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 heat. It was never like any doubt he was going to be on the heat. But then when you look at the packages that the heat were putting together, like, you know, it's easy to say now, but I felt like it, it feels like they never really stood a chance. So um, super intriguing trade here. Um, if if they ro- run a Giannis and Dame Gian- uh, Giannis, sorry. I'll get it. I'll try to get it right this season instead of saying Giannis. This guy. Uh, if, yeah, if this guy. Trying to get listeners. Yeah, if, they, if, if they run a Giannis and Dame pick and roll, how the hell do you cover that? 
I, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't have the answers to that. It's also not my job to have the answers to that, but um, such an intriguing duo of one of the better duos we may have ever seen in our lifetime. So, I mean, I'm excited. I'm a Sixers fan, so I'm a little less excited than that from that standpoint. Dev- definitely gives them an, an even bigger threat. I will say I think the loss of Drew Holiday will be pretty underrated here. I mean, he was a huge part of that team. I, it's hard to say they'll, like, miss him, miss him. But, you know, come Eastern Conference Finals in those 88 to 86 games, um, I think they'll miss him in that spot, you know, because he, he could really D up. And he was very physical. He was very key on their defense for a long time. I thought that, you know, when I first saw the trade, I kind of giggled at the Suns because they get, got rid of Aiton in the midst of, like, you know, the ultimate championship run. You have Beal, you have Durant, you have Booker. Like, this feels like their time. And to get rid of Aiton for what feels so cheap seems silly, but I've had a lot of time to ponder about this. And, you know, a huge problem with them last year, granted, they didn't have Beal, but they had no depth. It was Booker or it was Durant scoring, and that was pretty much it. And then it was DeAndre Aiton. We knew he was talented standing in the paint. But that didn't mean anything for that team. So I've kind of come around to the fact that the Suns actually might have made a nice trade here. I think they got four pieces that could help them at least a little bit. Keon Johnson, maybe not as much. I think Nasir Little will be a legitimate like role player for this team. Grace Allen, great spot up shooter for this team. Uh, Nurkic will, you know, he'll get cooked a little bit defensively, but you know, he's a physical rebounder. He's a really good passer, actually, really underrated passer. You know, with the way that they use this, their center. I think Nurkic can fill that role very well. So, you know, initially I laughed at the Suns and I thought it was an absolute joke that they made this trade. But after some time, I actually kind of like it for the Suns. So all in all, it it felt like every team kind of made out here. The Blazers obviously flipped Drew Holiday, which can kind of segue into Dylan here. But, you know, which just added even more things to uh, the the pile for them. So I I thought this is a pretty good trade for all three teams, which is kind of rare to say. But Dylan, I'll I'll go ahead and pass off to you because... You obviously have some interest in Drew Holiday. Well, I'm going to start off with the Bucks. I think the, like you said, the duo is probably the best of our generation. And I just like, it's it's up there. Just the pure gravity that both these players draw already by themselves is just going to free each other up. Like, there, I've never seen an inside-out game that's going to be as fun to watch as this. They did lead, like you said, they lost some defense on the Drew Holiday side. But Drew Holiday, like, historically has not been great in the playoffs. That's what everyone's been talking about is how he can't shoot true. in the playoffs. He's like a 39% three-point shooter, but in the playoffs drops to like 27 or something. Don't fact check me on those numbers. I'm not 100% sure, but it's somewhere around there. Drew Holiday had a great career in Portland. I'd say uh, <laughs> legend. shout out shout out to Port- legendary career the, uh, in Portland. Jersey and the Rafters. <laughs> That's right, dude. Oh, did he even I, pick a number? I, 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 doubt I don't it. even know. I, I doubt it. I doubt it. Before you jump into Drew Holiday, do you, you know, if you're, if you're, yeah, you know, if you're playing up against, you know, Dolan kind of alluded to it, like, where do you go with like that's that pick and roll is going to be elite. Who, how do you, how do you stop that? Like, who's, what team is like suited to stop that at all? Like, cause, I mean, I feel like you have to go with Giannis because like make Dame shoot, but Dame is fucking legit. So like, who's suited to, to like put us, put clamps down? No one in the East, right? No. I mean, for some reason, Memphis came to mind because I feel like Jaron Jackson can kind of – he can hang uh, whether, you know – Oh, it's, no. Uh-oh. Oh, oh right, no. Dolan right, froze for a minute. Frog wireless. Oh, no. no. He's, he's back. He's back. Oh. You're good. We can hear you. Go Where on, did we leave? Horrifying. Horrifying. 
Shit. Who's, uh, uh, who's I lost my train of in, uh, in the league up. to stop Milwaukee? Honestly, for Don't some reason, Dylan, go on about the Drew Holiday, man. <laughs> uh, so you briefly mentioned uh, stopping the Bucks thing. I'm going to pretty much answer the question you asked, Dolan. In the East, the only team I think the Cannon Celtics, just because of they obviously aren't going to have the size in the middle to complete with Giannis, but their perimeter defense is going to be the best in the league. <laughs> Sorry, should I said Sixers, Dolan? Is that better? So predictable, man. <laughs> I mean, but it's like look at their look at they have four elite perimeter defenders, so they're going to be able to recover. <laughs> Name one, okay. Um, but I mean, like, and historically they've played the Bucks well already, and also like going against. I mean, everyone on the Celtics can shoot threes now. They got rid of Robert Williams who could not shoot threes, and Marcus Smart who was inconsistently shooting threes. So they're not going to be able to guard the Celtics either. But on to a different thing. So, you, Dolan, you mentioned a little bit ago you thought this offseason was boring. I thought this offseason was crazy. And I don't know if it was just because there's so much movement on the Celtics side. The Celtics have a – this is the first time the Celtics have a completely different team. Very true. In the last, like, five years, you know. Um, so, I I mean, obviously the, them getting Porzingis was massive. Trading Marcus Smart to get Porzingis was crazy. And then this, like, up until a week ago, I was like, okay, we're going to see Derek White starting at the one, and then Tatum's going to have the ball in his hand so much more, and then they go make a trade for Drew Holiday, and it's like, okay, now they're not doing that. So to me, this offseason was freaking insane, but that's mainly from the Celtics' point of view. And also, I think even though like it took forever for the uh, Dame trade to happen, all the buildup for it was still entertaining to me. And the same concept like with the Sixers and James Harden, all this buildup of the James Harden stuff is still entertainment to me. Obviously, it's not movement, but it's still entertainment. Uh, and drama, if anything. And, you know, basketball, NBA, there's way more divas in the NBA than there is in any other sport. So they're going to try to, even though nothing's going on, they're still going to try to make it entertaining for the rest of the Very world. True. You know? But when it comes to the Celtics, like I said, a couple, it was really interesting to see it all kind of on the screen today. The Drew Holiday trade was big, obviously, like getting someone, a legitimate two-way player, arguably – one of the best defenders in the league. And Marcus Smart, who was also the best, one of the best defenders in the league, is gone. But Drew Holiday is clearly better at offense than Marcus Smart is. But one thing after watching the game today, getting the big gain and getting Drew Holiday and losing Robert Williams is rebounding. The Celtics, Tatum is going to have to average 11 rebounds a game. It's like he's going to have to um, because Porzingis is not a strong rebounder. And Luke Cornett is also not a backup center in the NBA. <laughs> He's a third center. That's fine, but he is not so a second though. center. So I don't know what their starting lineup is going to be. He's still so good, though. Huh? Shut your mouth. He's so good. It was so hard to watch him. It was so hard to watch him play today, and he played like almost the entire fourth quarter. I'm like, oh my god, why is this guy playing? But it was preseason. Uh, a small, like, big news we had today, which affects the Celtics a little bit, is the uh, Peyton Pritchard signed him to an extension, and I feel like a lot of people were like. Oh, that's a big deal for the sheer fact that they're going to keep Richard. The only reason why they signed him to that extension is so he's more appealing in a trade because this was his last year. No one's going to trade for him for his last year. They're going to move on because they're going to get more depth somehow by moving him. I'm most willing to bet that. So. But I do think so. I don't think that they're committed to him. Obviously, I, I love Peyton Pritchard. He had 26 points today. But the reason why they are committed, they signed that contract, is that they're going to 
at least make him more appealing uh, to so trade. So that makes him ineligible to trade for a period. But, I mean, by the deadline, he absolutely will be yeah, tradable. Yeah. But that's actually really interesting. I never really thought of it like that. But when you think of Drew Holiday into Derek White uh, as as their one, that I'd almost, you know, that does feel possible. It feels like a, a good point. So that's, that's really interesting. I f- the preseason game today, Drew Holiday came off the bench. I cannot imagine that Drew Holiday is not going to start. I think it's just because he's just, I mean, just got there. So he still needs more practice. But I'm hoping that Al Horford comes off the bench and doesn't start. Al Horford is too old to be playing starter minutes. And they obviously, uh, he lost all of his gas. Great year last year. Yeah. Horrible playoffs. Sure was. So he, that dude needs, needs to play 20 minutes a game, 20, 23, 25 minutes a game at most. And do still rest past the holiday trade was a bit too risky, giving up Robert Williams, giving up what you get, gave up. Like, do you think it was a risky move for the Celtics? Or do you think it was a good, uh, good and needed, needed refresh? I guess is what I'm asking. So, I when I when I saw the alert on my phone that they made the trade, it was initially like no way because I was so excited. This is the first off season in two years that Robert Williams was healthy. You know, I was interested to see what kind of growth he was going to make. And I think he was going to play starter minutes. And he, last full, pretty much full healthy season he had, he was first or second team All-NBA. Um, so I was excited to see him play back starting, playing those starter minutes, um, having that full offseason to grow. Because the last few offseasons, obviously, he was been dealing with injury. But I don't think – I mean, Drew Holiday is healthy. He's a game changer on both sides of the ball. And, like, you just – it's hard to not get him if you have the opportunity to. And I think with – I mean, obviously, Robert Williams is significantly younger. But it also – them trading Robert Williams makes the Celtics very expensive. It was – someone is going to get traded next year. Don't know who it's going to be, but it's going to be somebody. Oh, yeah. When yeah. Jalen's – yeah, some of the Celtics. They can't afford it. They yeah. can't afford to pay all of them. Someone is going to get traded next year once Jalen's con- new contract starts. Because yeah. Jalen's still on his last year of his old contract. So once his new contract starts next year, someone's going to be traded. Whether it's Przingis, obviously it's not going to be Tatum. It could be Jalen. I think Jalen has a potential to have a not good year this year. Interesting. But Interesting. I, I'm interested to see. I hope not. But I think, I mean, Przingis looked great today. Yeah. Just one game. Drew Holiday is going to be there. It's just like... Anyway, that's enough about the Celtics. But I do think that it's a risky a risk, especially because of the money. That's the main reason is the the contract. I mean, I think Drew Holiday gets thirty nine million this year. Yeah, that's that's a lot of money. <laughs> I think you look at it as that's like is, is Drew an upgrade to Marcus Smart? And yeah, but you didn't trade. It wasn't like a straight up trade. Smart and and Drew, you gave up mm-hmm. a lot more than just Drew Holiday. So Celtics going to be interesting, man. Portland's got to be league pass team of the year, right? Like, oh, dude, what? Portland. The way they played this was so good, dude. Are you, so are, you on the, are you on the side of like, hey, you should have been more loyal to Dame? Or are you like, yeah, I'm, I'm no kind of right there with you. Way. Nope. Screw as soon as Scoot walked into the building. He did it to himself. Happened. You can't. He signed the contract Agreed. last year. Agreed. Last year, he signed that Agreed. contract. And then next year, he's like, you know what? I changed my mind. That's not how life works, big it, dog. Uh, man. The, I mean, to be fair, he got Milwaukee by Giannis. So did, it's still did, did Boston him, give up two first rounds for Drew? Uh, so they gave up the Golden State yeah. first round they got for Marcus Smart, and then their first round and first round. Uh, I pick promise you, for every Heat fan, and we're going to get into the Heat now. I promise you, 
if uh, if this whole trade for Dame to the Heat, you are not getting that return for Tyler Hero. Like, go fuck yourself. Like, this is no. this was so no smart way. from Portland to do. So, like, a, like, I cannot wait to watch Portland next year. We'll talk about them a little bit later. But moving on to Miami, like, how are there any bigger losers out of this trade than Miami Heat? Especially like what's been going on this offseason, Dolan. Like, the guys that they've lost, and then they don't get Dame. And Jimmy Butler comes in looking like My Chemical Romance. Like, what the hell is going on down there, dude? <laughs> dude, it, it, it's got to be a disaster. I mean, they, they let Caleb walk. Um, they, you know, they somewhat. I can't say they burned their bridge with Hero because he's got to be used to this shit by now. But like, did you say they let Caleb walk? Caleb, Mark, you said sorry. No, 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 no. He's no, still no, there. No. Gabe Vincent. Sorry, 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 sorry. Struce. I'm, I'm yeah, sorry. Gabe I mixed them up. Uh, they let. Yeah, this is what watching NFL all day does to my brain. Uh, they let Gabe Vincent go, and then Max Drews, who were two very key pieces to this team, as they kind of sat back and like, all right, we got Dame locked up. We just need to make it official. Um, they, you know, I'm not going to say they burned their bridge with Hero because again, they, you know, he's he's dealt with these trade rumors before, but you know, he he sees them he, he sees them dangling, uh, you know, his name in every single trade prospect that comes up. So. You know, he's got to feel some kind of way. They do bring in Josh Richardson. I think that'll be a nice add for them. Um, he seems like a Spolster kind of guy. I think he has a sneaky good year. Um, but there's not a lot here. Hasn't he played with the Heat before? Um, I want to say he started. I think he did like five or six. Yeah, he started there. For, yeah, he was there for four years. Uh, yeah, he was like a second rounder or undrafted or something like that. Pretty, pretty uh, normal. Heat way, yeah, he was the second round draft pick, 40th overall in the draft in 2015. So yeah, he started there. So he's just he seems like a spolstered guy. I actually think he'll have a pretty good year, but um, you know, not not a lot to be happy about. Uh, I think they lost some good depth. I think they, you know, obviously they lost out on the Dame trade, which seemed so obvious yet so far for so long. So I don't know. Uh, you, you can't be too too happy about this this off season. I mean, they pick up. Uh, Jasquez, if if that's how you say his name in the draft, who I think pretty highly of. Um, Jaime. I think it's Hawkes. Yeah, Jaime. Yeah, Jaime Hawkes. I really it's liked Hakez. him. I think. Did you hear me, Dolan? Before you start saying it wrong over and over again, I'm it's Hawkes. It, it doesn't matter. Just get used <laughs> to it. I think Nikola Jovic, uh, you know, he could make a pretty. <laughs> Jovic guy. for the Heat, not Jokic. <laughs> I think he is probably their their like thing to be the most excited about because he looked really good in Euroball. Um, I think he potentially could make a, a bit of a leap. So you know, if if you need a young guy to be excited about, and you're a Heat fan, I think he can kind of be that guy. But otherwise, everybody's pretty old. We know who all of these guys are. Um, maybe Hero takes a big leap, but I don't really see it. Maybe Bam takes a big leap, but I, I just don't see it. I think they they played to their max last year. And it was a great year, you know, even though they didn't win. I mean, that's still a, a massive year for the, the roster that they had. But it, it feels like they kind of maxed out, and it feels like Dame was their last shot. And then now that that's gone, it kind of feels like this era of Miami basketball will fade into the abyss. A uh, very quotable thing right there if you're a Heat fan and, want to hold that over my head if things go well for you guys but it, it seems like your chance faded into the abyss with uh with not getting dame here dylan as a celtics fan you stuck that the heat are dead <laughs> dude so excited it's it's that's like one thing the celtics trade did it's just like 
there's two teams in the East that is just as far as anyone else, anyone's concerned. Who cares about any other ones? Any of them? No one cares. Well, well, no one cares, Dylan. Well, <laughs> before we start with Michael, you need wait, a shot wait. too, Michael, because I see the hold jersey. On. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Question for you: What about Tyler Hero for James Harden? Some sort of trade, dude. You could I mean, you could offer me you could offer me. But, Obviously, obviously the Sixers would take that in a heartbeat, but like if you're the Heat, it's like it's almost like you gotta make a move. James Harden is still better right now, better than Tyler Hero. It doesn't help you in the long run, but I mean keeping Tyler Hero because he's young is pointless anyway. And it sh- it shows that like he's not someone to build around. And James Harden, like maybe him being bad in the playoffs will change when he's playing with Jimmy Butler, who's clearly Dylan, good. Before you answer that, before you he's answer that, man, go 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 into that. Go answer Dylan's question, and then kind of lead us into Philly here. Because for me, real quick, out of you know when this whole Dame thing happened, and Drew goes over to Boston, this it, it definitely impacted the Heat. The Heat are the biggest losers out of this whole thing. But the next team in the East that everybody would be looking at, I know you, I know Knicks fans and Cavs fans are kind of going to get mad at this, but it should be Philly because Philly's been there for so long. So answer Dylan's question, and kind of go into what this offseason has been like for Philly so far. Oh, I, I'm hurting so bad from all of this talk that it, I almost forget Dylan's question. Oh my god! Um, I I don't know, man. I'm I'm so torn. I actually kind of do like some of the ads that we made. I like Ubre. I like Mobamba. Uh, I it, I don't know. It, it kind of sucked because obviously Celtics. You know, they they added two friggin' borderline stars to their team. Obviously, Milwaukee adds Dame, which is a superstar. And then we just kind of sat stagnant while Harden, you know, we don't we don't we don't know. Uh to answer Dylan's question, I'm I mean, I'm I'm fucking down. Uh from the Heat standpoint, it, it kind of feels like that's a risk that they kind of should take, but they're too smart to actually do so, if that makes any sense. You know, we, we've we've seen we've seen it's a tale as, as old as time. The, the Harden in the postseason, I'm not sure anybody can can make that work. We'll see. Maybe I'm wrong. He did drop 40 twice, but we also saw what happened in between. So I don't know. I'd be actually really intrigued. I would take Hero for Harden as a Sixers fan. I don't know if the Heat would be interested. You know, the, all we hear about is Heat culture, Heat culture, Heat culture. Do you really want a guy that's blown up several teams in his career? You know, getting sent into Heat culture. Maybe they're the ones to tame him. Who knows? But at the same time, he just doesn't fit their mold. So I, I don't really see that as a viable real option. Getting back to Philly, I'm kind of intrigued by their depth chart. Uh, I don't, you know, it, it's all such a mystery. I feel terrible for Joel uh, to have to do this uh, yet again to to enter um, you know, a training camp with a really good roster. This is a good roster. I don't care what anybody says. This is a really good roster. But then our point guard is bailing on us basically entirely, and, and nobody knows what's going to happen with that. Yet again, this is the same shit we just went through. However, Beverly, you know, uh, it is what it is. I'm not opposed to the Beverly ad. I'm not really excited about it. He'll bring a little toughness. He'll kick these guys in the ass and say, hey, stop shooting one for 17 and close out games. Maybe that's a good thing. Uh, maybe we needed that. I really like Melton off the bench still. I think this year will be huge for Tyrese Maxey. I think he has all-star potential and has had it for quite some time. Maybe this is the year he achieves that. Tobias Harris, I'm a little tired of it, but I 
uh, not tired enough to kind of move on. PJ Tucker, dead tired of that. That's nonsense. But um, <laughs> behind him is is Paul Reed, who we we signed to an extension this year, and we never gave Paul Reed a ton of chances throughout his career. But I mean, take this for what you will. But he was an incredibly dominant G League player. He won a championship with the G League. He was won an MVP, I believe, with the G League. So, um, you know, he the talent's definitely there, and supposedly he's added a three point shot as well. So Paul Reed really intrigues me. We put the money on the table for him when we didn't have a lot of money to spend. So uh, I feel highly about how Nick Nurse is is uh, you know feeling about him. I feel highly about how we're about to use him. I think we actually commit and give this guy a big role. I'm very excited to see what that becomes. I think Kelly Oubre, now I, if you look through my tweets, my, my tweet history, I've trashed Kelly Oubre for, <laughs> yeah. for a long time. Uh, I do not necessarily like Kelly Oubre, but again, kind of in the Pat Beverly mold, we needed a guy like that. We needed once Joel leaves the floor, you know, what, what do we have? We, you know, Tyrese Maxey can create his own shot. That's great. I love Tyrese. No, no qualms with him, obviously. Tobias Harris is, is a very, uh, what's the word, timid player, I guess you, you could say. He's a very timid, good player. So he's not one that's just going to go out and take control. Kelly Oubre is not talented enough to take control, but at least he'll try, which is kind of where we're at that's kind of what we need we need a guy that will step in shoot his shots and you know try to try to take over a game it's going to fail probably more times than it works but you know we needed that confidence off the bench so all in all i, I really do like what we brought in we of course we have this black cloud of, of james harden going on above us that who knows what it results in but i think it's a better roster than we had last year and i don't think there's any question about that so not to mention Danny Green, which is he might be the MVP this year. So, uh, but that's beside the point. I don't know. I, I like the ads that we had. Long story short, uh, I think it's a better roster than last year. But again, we're always just such a mystery because yet again we have another point guard that's bailed on us. I gotta say, Dolan, no chance Tyrese Maxey becomes MVP with James Harden on that MVP roster. MVP or so. All Star. I mean, sorry, All-Star. I, no I would agree with that. Easy. But if we get Harden out of there, I think that's where the All-Star, because he'll be starting point guard. And with Nick Nurse, he was a 40-minute yeah. guy prior to Nick Nurse. With Nick Nurse, he'll probably play 43 friggin' minutes a game. So uh, the stats will be there for Tyrese, especially if he does end up as the point guard one role uh, when and if Harden gets dealt. So, I don't know. Black, Black Cloud is the, you know, the, the biggest takeaway. Who the hell knows what we look like you know, four months from now? I don't know. We don't know. I'll tell you this: if um, th- we've all got league pass, if you if you don't, you're probably gonna be watching the Seven Sixers, Sixers a lot because they'll be uh, nationally televised. I think the Sixers might be the most if they don't have Maxi. Like I, I think this is one of the most boring teams in the entire league. This is gonna be a defensive Nick Nurse team. I do not want to watch Harden dribble around and do nothing. You probably whatever. The, I agree with everything you said. Though. Like you don't want. You don't want Embiid, you know, putting up, you know, 35 a night going in, you know, wearing himself out before playoffs start and then him going out injured like we've seen for years and years and years. So I hope you're right with the Maxi shot and hope he uh, like kind of steps up. Not, I don't think steps up this year, but hope we see a lot more out of Maxi because, man, I think the 76 are going to be so, so boring. But <laughs> Dame's gone. Dame finally traded. DeAndre Ayton finally traded. I mean, these are two guys that have been uh, linked for a good while now. I'm going to pose a question to both of you guys, and I'll answer first so you have a moment to think about it because I'm throwing it at you right now. Who do you think is the next big superstar 
in your own mind? Like, I don't, I'm not saying like LeBron or something like that, but like, who, who do you think is the next big name to be traded after all this is, is going to go down? We got this whole season coming up. It seems like everybody, most teams are pretty stoked on where they're at right now. I think possibly we could be looking at a Clippers blow up, whether that be Kawhi or Paul George, if this whole thing doesn't work out. I'm also kind of looking in New Orleans, McCollum. I have no idea what Zion's going to be. And if and if the if the Pelicans come out and they don't really do well, like is Brandon Ingram a guy that could go somewhere? Who do you guys think is the next like bigger name? It doesn't have to be like a all-time like great or whatever that's playing right now, but who do you think is the next like big name to be traded? Dylan, I'll start with you. Uh, I think that uh, the Clippers are a good one. I think if, depending how they look this year, they'll definitely blow it up next offseason, depending how that goes. I think a couple names, obviously, I obviously agree with you with the Pelicans too, saying there, but two more, depending what the Sixers look like. Embiid said this offseason he wants to win. He doesn't care who it's for. So I think uh, Embiid could be on there. And then another one is the Carlton Downs. He's kind of always been in trade talks. He's got a decent contract, and they have two centers on that team. And, I, I mean, when are they going to realize it's not going to work? So it's like – and their Rudy Gobert has zero trade value. So it's like – and you can get some stuff for Cat. So those are the two decent You think Brown I, anytime soon, or you think Brown after this season? They're going to try at least with this with this core right now, right? If So Brown yeah. can't get traded since he got the extension until next offseason. Uh, he could be traded. Um, I think it depends on – it just depends what it looks like. Like I said, someone's going to go, and he he might be the obvious one to go because I think he'll you can get the most for him rather than – I mean, they've got Porzingis to an extension too, and uh, rumors are they're working on an extension with Drew Holiday. But I don't – I mean, someone's got – I don't know. I, just, all, I feel like ever since the new CBA came out, it was like, oh, you can't be over the second apron, you can't be over the second apron, no one's going to do it. And the first time you can be, the Celtics are way over the second apron. So maybe they just don't care, and they're just going to freaking pay all these taxes and deal with the repercussions of it. And just as long as they can win championship, who cares? Because, I mean, I've been listening to, like, right when the Drew Holiday trade, like, right when he got traded to Portland, and there was rumors of Celtics being in the mix for him, I listened to, like, three different Celtics podcasts. Like, yeah, it's not going to happen. No way. The Celtics don't want to be too expensive. They're not going to give up Robert Williams. And then it happened. So it's just like. Who knows? Maybe, I guess, when it comes to the second apron and the new CBA, Celtics don't care. Whatever. Dolan, don't who you it. got? Who's who's the next big name for you, do you think, could could go? I think uh, either of the Bulls guys or Pascal Siakam kind of come to mind. Yeah, I think good... DeMar and, and uh, mm-hmm. Zach. I think DeMar and or Zach are dealt this year. I think one of the two has to go, uh, you know, barring some, some kind of miracle that they're, like, really good come trade deadline time, which – I don't really foresee. It's not impossible. It's not a terrible roster, but it's also not really that good. And we've seen what this roster's potential is. Um, so I think I think Levine's definitely the, the more intriguing option due to age and athleticism and things like that. Um, so you know, they they were some of the first to come to mind as as well as Pascal Siakam for sure. Um, he's probably my number one on on this so called list because you know what what are we what are we doing over in Toronto? Specifically, I, I guess OG Ananobi would be a really good answer to this question as well. And I'm, I'm not really sure what they're what they're building towards. I'm not really sure what their goal is. It's not a bad roster. I mean, Schroeder just played really well 
for Germany in Euroball. Then they go OG, Scotty Barnes, Pascal, and then Podol was was a nice ad at the deadline. It's it's not a bad team, so I'm not like quick to say they'll sell out. But you know they they lost their you know arguably the best coach of all time, Nick Nurse. <laughs> I had to say, it. Uh, just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, no, they, they, you know they lost Nick Nurse. Uh, they lost Van Vliet, who was obviously a huge part of what they did. Um, you know it. Are they done with this era? I guess is my question. You know, OG and Barnes seem to be young enough to maybe not, but uh, at the same time, when I look over the, the the entirety of the roster, you know, Grady Dick, Gary Trent, uh, Chris Boucher, and then Precious Archua. Well, you know, that's a pretty decent bench, but this team essentially is not going anywhere, and they have guys that they can get a lot of assets for, including, of course, Pascal Siakam. So he, he's the number one guy on my list, I think, and then Zach Levine would be number two. I didn't even think about Toronto in this whole thing. I don't know how I forgot this whole, you know, there was a lot of, you know, Siakam over to Portland kind of deal. And now uh, that's a, that's a very, I don't know how I forgot all about that team. Grady Dick, let's not forget, had the worst fucking outfit at the draft, man. <laughs> got to have awesome. some stones to pull that oh, thing Lord. off. So you've got to be good, kid. Like you've got to be good with that kind of outfit going on. So anyway, let's move on real quick. Um, who do we think? Going into this, we'll, we'll do prediction show later on. If you're a fan of any team that we just talked about, come uh, come follow us at the Post Up Boys. Uh, give us your take on what we we just kind of went through about uh, who's going to be traded next and the breakdown of this whole Dame thing. The next question I got is 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 who's the next player that we're looking at this season? You know, as we look ahead and get excited, who's the next guy that we're thinking is going to have a, a a breakout kind of year? And I mean breakout is in whatever you think. Uh, that is for this, but I'm not talking about like, you know, Shay from, you know, that's where this, that's where this question kind of came from is like, at no point in time did I expect Shay to take that step. I've absolutely loved watching the thunder last year, but I'm not saying like an MVP style step. I'll give you mine, like a couple of mine first. Have to see something more from Garland. I feel if the Cavs are going to start moving, that's a guy that I'm looking at to take a big step. I think the guy I'm most excited for, I think is going to take a legit step forward Anthony Simons on Portland. I know we just talked about Portland a minute ago, but Simons and Scoot are going to have that's that team is going to be so fun to watch, man. I know Wimbenyama, everybody's going to get hype on that, and everybody's going to be watching the Spurs, but like I think Anthony Simons could really, really go this year. Another one, don't love it. I think Ben Caro is going to come out and absolutely ball with the Magic this year. I think the Magic are going to be something dangerous this season, man. And then my, uh, my my actually I'll, I'll say i think dylan's gonna say this one so that's that's it for me dylan who do you got who do you think is uh someone that needs to like step up this year who do you think's gonna have a breakout season this year so the um i'm gonna save the first one that came to my mind for the second one but this is more of like a under the radar pick i think that with bruce brown leaving i think christian brown could take a big step in denver like uh he's last year he showed some serious like potential to be good he's going to be one of those like work horse type players and he's got potential more than that too um but i think like this one this guy kind of had a breakout year last year but i think he takes a big jump this year for multiple reasons i think that austin reeves is going to take another big step i think he looked really to me he was the most impressive part of team usa um obviously like anthony edwards aunt took like what was like the leader or whatever but to me austin reeves was the, I want to say the best player on the court when he played, but to me, he was the only person who was making most impressive player. He was making people better. 
he's, uh, and I think that this year coming up, I think LeBron is finally going to take a step back, not from being who he is, but I think just from like being so his usage is going to go down. I think, I think, I think he's going to try to save it for the playoffs. So he's still going to play probably a lot of minutes, but he's not going to be coordinating all, all the stuff as he always had before. And I think Austin Reeves, and that's because of the growth of Austin, Austin Reeves is going to make and has Reeves, made. Reeves got paid, man. Good for him, dude. Players. Good for, good for him, man. And it's like last year I did, I was like, well, don't pay this guy. But I thought his contract was going to be massive, but he did not get that big of a contract. Great want. worth. Great value yep. for that contract. I agree. It's good. Don't um, got- yeah, I have, I have a fairly lengthy list, I guess, of, of a couple guys I want to shout out. And I, I'll leave it lengthy because Michael mentioned two of them that came to mind as soon as he asked. You know, the question was Anthony Simons and Poalo Bancaro. Uh, I think Bancaro makes like, I don't know if I want to go superstar leap, but like clearly into star leap. I think this man is going to be really, really, really good. Um, I, for some reason, think a lot higher of him now than I did when he was picked number one overall. Um, I see a ton of potential in him, so I really can't wait to watch him and see the growth that he makes. Anthony Simons was probably the first person that came to my mind. The second one was probably Shaden Sharp. Uh, Shaden Sharp, that dude, if you want to talk about bunnies, man, that man can hop like nobody in the league, perhaps. Uh, he also has a deadly three-point shot, so, you know, and he got that, you know, that, that one of the beautiful things about having a shit team is you get to get, you get to give your, your young guys a chance. And, you know, he got plenty of chances at the end of the year. He got to play 15 games at the end of the year where he was pretty much the guy, you know, he got to experience what that's like on an NBA hardcore. These games were meaningless. Uh, but, you know, for his career path, I thought they were pretty valuable games. I think he did great in that role. Um, uh, you know, a couple other guys that come to mind are Scotty Barnes. I'm not super sold on it. I actually thought if if he was going to make a humongous jump, like year two was going to be it. Uh, he didn't really make it. If anything, I wouldn't say he regressed, but you know his numbers sort of did. I'm not saying he's like worst basketball player in his second year, but I was I was pretty underwhelmed. But I, I'm still intrigued by like what he's capable of. He, I mean, he's a jump shot away from being a massive difference maker in this in this league. Um, and I guess a little bit more of like a longer shot one, just because I don't really see any competition on his position with a really good roster around him. Is out. Love it, dude. Love it, dude. What? Love That's it. My Frog wireless. Oh, boy. Jump You're shot. Back. You're back. Scotty Barnes? Yep. Scotty Barnes. We didn't hear the person after Scotty Barnes. You said under the radar. Oh, okay. That's fine because uh, I never said it. But the, the last guy that kind of came to mind was – uh, Sengun from Houston. He doesn't have a lot of competition at his spot. They did trade, or I don't think they traded. I think they signed Jock Landell, who will be an okay 12 to 18 minute backup. But I, I think they're really going to give the keys to Sengun. I think he's like baby, baby, baby Jokic. Maybe even, we'll, we'll even call him baby Sabonis because he, he probably doesn't deserve that Jokic talk yet. But like, you know, he can score from the post. He's a really good rebounder, really good passer. So he's got that ability. He's obviously a far cry from the Sabonises and the Jokic's of the world, but uh, really talented. And he doesn't have a ton of competition for his minutes for pretty much the first time in his career. Um, I think he can make a very big leap. I think if, if nothing else, his assist numbers will be like really eye popping from the center position. Um, but, you know, I think he can put up 10 rebounds a game and, 
you know, 14 to 16 points will be serviceable because there's so many scores on that team now. But, uh, yeah, I think Singoon can make a uh, quite a leap this year for Houston. I've got I've got two more that I kind of want to highlight. One's a homer pick, obviously. I not that I think can happen because I really don't know what the Pistons are going to be this year. I'm de- I'm I can't tell you how desperate I am to see Jaden Ivy just blow up uh, this season. I think it's going to be tough because Cade coming back. They've not played together, but I'd love to see I'd love to see Ivy take that next step. He's not going to be the main ball handler on this team. He's not going to have all those turnovers he had at the end of last season. At the end of last season, he started picking it up. So we will see. That's a guy I'm hoping kind of makes a jump i don't think he's going to be an, he's not going to be an all-star like i don't think anybody on the pistons is going to be an all-star unfortunately uh, but i do hope that we make some sort of step forward with ivy another one that's kind of i think people will laugh at but i keep looking at that fit in dallas for grant williams if he just becomes a three and d guy and just legit just camps i think luca will find that boy in the corner and he'll just rain threes i'm, I'm i don't hate i don't hate what the mavericks are doing because obviously I'm a Kyrie uh, homer, but I, I do I do I do think this team. I don't think they're gonna, they're not winning anything, but I think they're going to be more interesting than people give them credit for. So I I, I am kind of interested in what to see what Grant Williams is going to do with that with that. Uh, he's not going to be putting up 20 points a game, but I think he could be a legit threat and, and a legit floor spacer for that Mavs team. So that's a couple of guys that we think are going to make a significant or decent step up this year i like the sanguine um pick and i love that braun pick that's such a that's such a good good shout if braun makes that austin reeves like move i mean that's such that's going to be denver's going to be so interesting this year why are we comparing braun to austin reeves uh because they're both oh okay oh all right so we're just being up front about oh yeah i respect that 100 um (laughs) dylan before we close out here you got a uh, this or that for us so I, I actually just came up with one uh, as we were all talking. I think this is a good one. Who would you rather have, Cade Cunningham or Jaden Ivey? Uh, I mean, I'd rather have Cade, but I love both of these boys. Man, I love both these boys. I, I cannot wait to watch the Pistons win the whole fucking thing this year, man, with Shut both up. of these boys lifting this. What? You asked the question. Uh, I'd rather have Cade. Cade, I think, uh, I think people are going to be sleeping on Cade. Obviously, I'm the Pistons fan. I'm the homer. I think a lot of people have been – somewhat forgetting how good this guy can be. I think Cade is, if this guy can stay healthy and not sit out an entire season, uh, I think that we could, I think we could go. Yeah. From a bruise. Dolan go fuck himself. Go on Dolan. Who do you think over Cade? Yeah. Uh, uh, all right. So, so you guys don't know us personally, uh, uh, you know, we're all, you know, these are some of the best friends in my life. And if you're if a group of friends is anything like mine, we do not ever want to compliment each other or compliment things that make us happy. I don't know if that's just us. I don't know if that's everybody. Anyway, <laughs> around it, I'm going to go ahead and throw our friendship out the window in a, in a good way, in a sense, especially for the show's purpose. I think Cade Cunningham is so slept on right now. This man was the number one overall pick just a little while ago. He made a good, a really nice, you know, noticeable leap in year two in what the 16 games that he played. You know, he then had, you know, he has this entirety of the off season, his injury, obviously it was severe enough to miss the whole season, but you know, I don't know how much it limited his off season. So, you know, if, if you, if you think about the guys that they were able to put around him recently, plus, you know, his, his pedigree, his talent, I think this guy could make a massively, I mean, he fits into the, the prior discussion that we had as well. I am <laughs> sad to admit I'm extremely high on Cade Cunningham coming into this year. And the only reason I'm sad to admit that is because of Michael, our our gracious host, who is a 
wearing a Pistons jersey as I speak to him. Yeah. Uh, I'm very high on Cade Cunningham. So I think this is a very easy question, to be completely honest with you, and it is not a diss to Jaden Ivey at all, but I think this is a very easy Cade Cunningham answer. I, I want to see Ivy become the poor man's Dwayne Wade. And I think people take that as like disrespect to me being an absolute idiot, but like by no means <laughs> do I think Ivy's going to be that, but like they play a similar style. I just want to see Ivy start, you know, hitting from three, hitting from distance and not being such an idiot with the ball. Again, the, he's a kid. Uh, he's a legit kid. Cut the dreads off. I work on that posture, man. He's got he, to he look weird with when he's drawing the ball. His neck's so far forward. He's like the hunchback of Notre Dame. That was Avery Bradley. Avery that's Bradley. Good, that's that. a great shot. That? That's exactly right. Avery Bradley did used to do that. Yeah, I think uh, again, man. I, I it's something for me. I I, I hope that it's going to be weird for the Pistons. Dylan got me on the, a small round. I'm not going to take very long, but I think it's going to be weird for the Pistons. If you're a Pistons fan out there, we we wanted last year. The big thing was to see Cade and Ivy kind of work together and figure it out. That's a whole year behind. Now we're putting Thompson in the mix. I think Bojan's going to have a step back because he's not going to have as much reliability. We're not going to put a lot of reliability on him. Don't know what Stu is going to be still. Duran, who who has any idea? Where's Bagley going to go? I, Wiseman, what is he? There's a lot of – I love Alec Burks. I love Alec Burks' professional bucket. Where's where's Harris going to fit into this whole lineup? I think the Pistons are in a, are in a weird spot right now, but it's Cade. I think people are – I don't want to say sleeping because the guy was out injured all, all of almost all the last year, but I think people are forgetting how good this guy can be. And I'm hoping, hoping, hoping we put it together this year. Go ahead, Dylan. So I actually came up with this game the the other day. So I haven't I haven't mentioned this to Michael or Dolan at all yet. So it's pretty simple. It's over under. All right. I like and that. what the first category I'm gonna do is MVPs and I'm gonna name a player. And you tell me if it's over or under 0.5 nice. MVPs. Right. Luca. Oh, uh, over. Well over. Multiple. Yeah. Over. Really? I feel like he I feel like he's always in the talk to be MVP and his team's never Still been. Still so MVP. young. I say I say over 1.5. Young. I agree. You think he you think he stays you think he I stays in Dallas if they keep fucking around like this? I feel like he's one of those guys that'll be like, get me the fuck out of here. Because he's got no loyalty to Dallas. He's from Spain. He doesn't give a shit. I think I think over I he'll, he'll he'll find some way. We just don't see it anymore. It's another thing. Did you say yeah. from Spain? He's from Spain. Did you just say it? Something like that. Slovenia, but uh, oh yes, he's. <laughs> Wait, no, he played. Uh, I think I thought that because he played at Real Madrid. That's on me. That's on me. He played at Real Madrid, which is in Spain. So yes, this yeah. guy uh, he, he has no he has no loyalty to Dallas at all. He'll bounce, man. He doesn't give a shit. I don't. I, I kind of see the uh, an opposite for some odd reason. I, I think really? he sticks around Dallas for a very long time. I think that Dirk, you know, I think he fell into a great spot from Dallas's perspective because you know he, Dirk. I, I don't want to get too ignorant here, but you know, I can only speak to my lifetime of basketball. But but Dirk was what put Euro basketball on the map in a sense to a thirty year old like perspective. There may have been guys before him. I'm sure there was. Um, but like Dirk was really like in my childhood, like the first Euro guy to like blossom into this absolute monster and and go and win a championship as the, as the number one. I think they got to be licking their chops that they drafted another Euro guy that kind of has the chance to do somewhat of the same thing. I, I actually think Luca has the potential to just be a maverick for life. Uh, to answer the initial question, I, I say over 1.5 MVPs. I think he'll get one. I don't. I, I think two. I don't know. Two is hard. I think there's, there's a lot of competition in, in the, 
The NBA is in such a good spot, man. Go ahead. I think yeah, the NBA is loaded with talent, but I think they would want this man to be the next face of the league when the time comes. I think okay. he's the front runner of that, uh, which will kind of in turn turn into MVPs, unless you're LeBron, because you can make a case LeBron should have won it basically 10 years in a row. And the only reason he didn't is because people got tired of seeing it. But uh, yeah, I say over 1.5. Sorry, Dylan. Go ahead. Have we ever had a Spanish MVP, Dylan? Go from ahead, one from Slovakia, you mean? Yeah, that one. Slovenia. <laughs> yeah, Slovakia, Slovenia. Nice. Three average whites Slovenia. talking about this. Um, Go on, Dylan. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Don't mind us. We're doing our best. So, um, Zion. That guy's a dipshit now. Under. That guy's an absolute dipshit yeah. now. If this, I'll tell you this right now. If he comes out this year and he doesn't play because he's injured or he's, you know, messing around with that mariah mills woman like this guy no no i'm so out on this dude i could not i i would never does anybody want this dude on their team honest if if you had the opportunity to get zion on your team would you take it yeah i would i i, I really would i mean the talent is is evident it's there uh and the potential is not even remotely known yet so i would yes i would i would take him Shout out Mariah Mills, fan of the show, I believe. Shout out, that's a fact. I haven't thought about her in a couple of months. That's, that's yeah, actually sure. a really funny shout there, Michael. That's I like right. it a lot. But yes, uh, well under 0.5 MVPs from me. Dylan, for Zion. Think? I think Zion has a phenomenal year. I was listening to a podcast the other day of, of a guy who represents New Orleans uh, Pelicans, and he was talking about, he did an interview with them, and he was saying that, he said it's the first time in forever that like, like since he's been in new Orleans that he just seems like he's taking things seriously, which he hasn't done before. I mean, this dude went pretty much rock bottom there for a little bit. And now like he said, like the ultimate thing is he's going to be a father and that just changes everyone's mindset. And he just think the first time he's ever cared about his body is like right now, apparently. And so I'm interested to I see mean, what this it, guy does. Sorry, Michael. Uh, you know, I'm going to revert this back to quick Sixers fandom, but like when Joel came into the league massively immature, uh, you know, he, he wasn't taking care of his, his body and, and things like that. And the reason it was so kind of like out of everybody's mind is because he was just hurt those first two years. Zion has actually stepped on the floor and it has almost hurt his image a little bit more than it hurt Embiid at that time. Because if Embiid was playing, he probably would have been in and out. You know, it was infamous amongst Philly fans, like Shirley Temples. This man was chugging fucking pictures of Shirley Temples. And, you know, I think he reached over 300 pounds at one point. You know, he struggled to take care of his body. Uh, he did, in fact, end up a father. You know, he's obviously taking that shit very seriously now. Um, but, like, Zion almost got hurt. Team USA? Team yeah, USA. part of Team USA. Welcome to America. Yeah, that's a fact. What a um, traitor. We don't want him. Unreal. Dude, go America. What's the metric system? Fuck a metric system. <laughs> Shit makes too much sense to me. Uh, <laughs> but no, I, I, it's weird to, to revert back to Joel, but I, I, I kind of see them in a, in a similar light. Like the ability was there. The maturity was not initially. Um, Joel kind of figured it out. Obviously, it's taken him as far as it's taken him. You know, a terrific regular season. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see about the rest. I don't want to talk about the rest, but... Uh, you know, he's achieved his potential to a certain degree. I, I still think Zion definitely could. What is the guy, 25 years old? So, yeah. I mean, we, we certainly can't quit on the guy now. But, however, still not an MVP. I respect the uh, I respect the opinion. I, I'm not putting my heart on money on Zion getting any uh, any MVPs. This guy is an absolute jackass so far in his career. Go ahead, Dylan. 
but Bo Bear biscuits, biscuits are. I cannot. Nah. We've said it a million times. Can't. Can't. Hate. We have. We have also said on the show multiple times in, the, in in previous episodes that the best thing the Pelicans can do is get this kid away from a microphone and a camera. And they've done that this off season. So maybe, maybe they have. They have. All right, I have one more, and it's a homer pick, but Jason Tatum. Oh, I think Tatum gets. I think Tatum gets over point five MVPs. I think he'll get one MVP before it's done. He'll he'll leave he'll leave Boston. He'll head out to LA. He'll try to be Kobe. He'll wear number. He'll try to wear number. He'll wear forty two. Like he'll fuck around <laughs> like that, and he'll he'll get some kind of MVP. He'll ask to be two hundred and forty eight. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but seriously, I think I think Tatum is a. Uh, there's almost nobody. Let me. I'm gonna throw that back at you. Is there anybody in the league? How many players in the league would you not trade for Jason Tatum? I think would he's up there as like one of the. Booper, I mean, when probably. you're sitting from the Celtics standpoint, the you know, even if he's, even if he's like, even if there's players that are clearly better, like you still don't really want to trade your guy. Like, so like I feel like from a Celtics standpoint, there might not be a guy. You know, if you want to go one on one for Luca, maybe we're talking, but uh, there there may not be a guy from a Celtic standpoint. So uh, I too, uh, regrettably, say over 0.5. I I'm quite sure he gets an MVP in his lifetime. It's crazy because he could have been the six. I don't. That's not what we're talking about. Uh, next one, Markel Fultz over 0.5. Not what we're talking about. Shout out Markel Fultz, fan of the show, dude. Hey, I like Markel, man. I'm cheering for Markel. That, that guy made a big improvement last year, and hopefully, he continues to do so. For sure, it's not it's not his fault. It's not his fault. All right, this is a new part at the end of every single show where I'm going to go through all the stuff that we got wrong. Only two things today, boys. Dylan cannot believe you did not pick uh, Chet to be a breakout player this year. Like, I thought that was such low hanging fruit. I didn't I didn't know if you could I didn't know if you could pick a rookie or not. So I was like, uh, I thought about him, but I was like, I don't can't really be. To me, I thought it was weird. Him when, when I created that question, I thought this was going to be like, you know, that was going to be Dylan's guy. And then the second thing we got wrong is Dolan and Dylan said that um, uh, Luca was from, not, was from Spain. All right. That's the show, boys. Thank you so much. <laughs> no, for real. We are glad to be back. We'll be here every single, we think Monday, maybe Tuesday. We think we'll be dropping this as, as best we can. A couple things we're doing on our end, but we will be here every single week as the season starts. We'll see you guys next week of... When season start? A couple weeks, two weeks from now, right? Yeah, a couple 20th? Tuesdays from now. I think twenty fourth. All right, we will we will definitely have a season prediction show coming up here soon. So stay tuned for that. Uh, before we close this out, anything we got to say, boys? Uh, we got one other thing wrong, or one thing that needs to be clarified is Dylan referred to Robert Williams as All NBA. I have a problem with that. Uh, he was, he was the second team. Another thing I need to clarify. Dolan says everyone's name. <laughs> yeah. That's no secret. No change from last year, and then it won't be a change this year. Let's get used to that and kind of We'll have a spell check section when you just like we correct, we go through this, this, uh, <laughs> this is uh this is gonna be the best part of the show every single week. I mean, you don't take yourself too seriously. Find friends like ours. If you do that though, you gotta have thick skin. We will see you all next week from Michael, Dolan, and Dylan signing out. See you. Later. Later.